What's up, Redhead Racing Radio? Jason Schultz here. And Andrew Cronlin is not here. Is he in the room? No, I don't see him at all. Whoa, who's that voice you might be asking? Well, let me introduce him. It's Ben Walton, our producer. Hey, it's producer Ben, making his first live appearance. Yes, we're going to do the whole show together because Andrew is too busy doing homework. Like a loser. Uh, is that what he's telling you? No, I think people that do homework are losers. I think a Snapchat story would say differently. What's on his Snapchat story? It's, I mean, I don't know if that's really our information to share. Is he ordering cookout again? He better, he hopefully has some better practice this time. Three years ago today, Andrew ordered cookout for the first time, and he walked up to the window and said, quote, can I get a tray? And? Quote. <laughs> and did not say, specify what tray, what's on the tray, anything about the tray. Just said a tray. And then the last time we went, he wrote it down and didn't even look at his phone. So. And was laughing the entire time. So made us look like fools at the cookout drive-thru. You don't want to look like a fool there. Right. And so I think basically the conclusion we're coming to is we're going to have to order cookout for Andrew. Yeah. So that's going to be really embarrassing. Next time. Yeah. We'll film a video of it. Yes. Um, Ben's my roommate. Housemate, technically. How do you feel about being my roommate? <sighs> um... It gets easier. Oh, <laughs> go on. Uh, I've been here for a little over a month now, I think. Yeah. Yeah, a little over, but, but actually, no, about a month. It's been... Yeah, October. end of October. No, it's not October yet. I, I came in the end of July. Okay. Wait, August no, two months. Two months. <laughs> I, I don't even remember. Days got... Days go by way too quick here. It's all that Eastern, East Coast time. The people want to know, am I fun to live with? Um, I mean, it depends your definition of fun, but it's not boring. I'll give you that. <laughs> oh, you mean social media emergencies at 11 o'clock at night aren't interesting? Uh, I mean, they can be. Uh, I don't even remember what I was... Yeah. We, maybe, we, maybe we'll get into that. Um, how would you describe our other roommate? The former producer of the show. Um, it's... I feel like you guys balance each other out very well. No, no, I want your opinion. Um... He's fun. <laughs> I feel like a... <laughs> And if you hear any random iRacing screams during this podcast recording, that's who it is. Yeah, just a disclaimer. I wonder uh, if he's listening to this right now. Just when you thought you could get away from the sim racing from Fox and all that, no, it's still going to be the back uh, half of our house. I think they pretty much stopped that. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, because um, yeah, it's a great idea. Let's put sim racing on TV instead of having practice and qualifying. Well, um, it saves them a lot of money, Jason. Did you yeah. know that? All right. Um, Andrew's not here, so we weren't really going to do a podcast this week, but I'm like, you know what? I have things to talk about. And our roommate just texted and said, I heard that. <laughs> and I don't know if he understands, but we're very sarcastic on this podcast. So um, you're welcome. Yes. America. Uh, yeah. And you, know, you just never know who's listening. All right. Las Vegas. Las Vegas. I'm glad we had some drama on Sunday night. Aren't you glad the same? Yeah. Um, I think when you think about drama, it's um, it could take different forms right so you know drama could be you know going to commercial break right mm-hmm. during uh, a long green 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 flag run if i could spit it out jason um you know how uh, about that joey gase hey, crash am hey, i right i'm not talking about we had drama on sunday night you want to know what that is what's that the 49ers and the packers trading late scores on sunday night football that's that's the drama I'm talking about. That's the only drama we saw. That, on that Sunday is the night. only drama, and I think the um, not using Trey Lance is the drama we really need to talk about. Yeah, and he came in and scored. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, and he got me two point three points on my fantasy team. He's my backup quarterback. I drafted Aaron Rodgers, and you know he's been okay this year, but I want him to start doing better. But he did have a great quote post game. How can you not be romantic about football? I'm like. Phew. That's exactly that is, what I'm thinking right now. Well, oh, that's exactly what I was fuck, feeling right now. that's good. Yeah, so good. 
Um, but um, as a Vikings fan, you probably don't admit that Aaron Rodgers did something good. Um, you know, the only time I've ever agreed with Aaron Rodgers is when he was roasting the Packers. So wow. yeah. I, I appreciate him doing what everybody in Minnesota would love to do on live TV. Imagine if drivers said what they actually were thinking after they get out of the car. Well, um, are you saying that Kevin Harvick, Chase Elliott, Scrummage isn't going to carry over out of the weeks, Jason? Um, well, I think that was them pretty much saying what they're thinking. But I think drivers are thinking like deeper, not deeper stuff, but like Kyle Busch after the race complained about the Rick Ware cars for like the last bunch of the race and got like side drafted by one of them during the race. And he got out of the car and just said, yeah, those lap cars were in the way. Tell us what you really feel. We heard it on the radio, but like, say it, like. Tell us. Like, right. That's what I want. That would be good drama post-race. That'd be, if all the race, that was the most dramatic thing from the race. But like, say what you're thinking post-race. That's Andrew and I's big point. Say yes. what you're thinking. Yes. No, I hear that a lot when I edit these podcasts to say what yeah. you're thinking. And um, I, the funny thing about that is, is like, he's had so many run-ins. I feel like him and, um, it's been Kyle. One of the other JGR cars have run-ins with one of the Rick Ware cars. Or somebody has. Like, every everybody magnets. has at some point. Magnets. They're magnets. And like, Nobody has done anything to like confront them. They just kind of roast them. Rick Ware's like, yeah, you know, it's it is what it is. You know, that's just we, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about something else that happened in Las Vegas that was dramatic on Sunday. Um, you got me there. Oh, what what else was Raiders, that? Dolphins? Oh, overtime. that one. Uh, Jason okay. had the Raiders. The that... Raiders did not do as well as Jason expected. Right. Um, but here's the thing. So you may or may not have had some money on that game. No, am I? We're in North Carolina. Sports betting is illegal. Yeah, but uh, you I know, think. but I don't think in the context that you're doing it, you yeah. just you just can't. You know, it's like sports book. So I wanted the Raiders to win, and they let the Dolphins go up like fourteen nothing. Then they had five points. I walk in, Ben, like, how the fuck? Did, I was Mark. I was like, how the fuck did they have five points? And then the whole game went on, and I'm like, they can't lose. They can't lose. Dolphins score a last minute touchdown. Dramatic drama. So much drama happening in Vegas. And then the overtime, they go back and forth, and the Raiders finally pulled out the last second in overtime. Oh, my heart was racing because of all that action in that game. Only John Gruden of the Las Vegas Raiders could cook up something like that. So last time there was a race that had no drama in it, I kind of went on Twitter and said it was boring, and Brett Griffin called me out for it. And I was kind of 50-50 after the podcast whether what people felt about that race. But this race, I think everyone agrees. It, was, it had nothing happened in it. Did you see it was the one of the top five lowest rated races in Jeff Gluck's poll? I'm so surprised. Yeah. 23.8% or something like no. that. Don't quote me on that. but It was such a good race. Yeah. No. And Brad didn't even show up on the podcast. Yeah. To, to defend it. defend himself. Yeah. He called in for what is one of it. Anyways. A race but. like that, people understand what. Like, nothing happens. Like, you need things to happen in races. I don't feel... I feel like back in NASCAR's heyday, things happen regardless. Even, like, there wasn't much playoff drama either. And that was kind of supposed to happen no matter what. Maybe... Here's my theory. One of my big NASCAR theories. If one race is boring, that means the next week's going to be crazy. Bristol's kind of crazy, so maybe we... Used up our crazy. Went to Vegas. Nothing happened. Boring. Now we're going to Talladega. There might be some more crazy. I'm cool with that. Um, let's talk about our friend Denny Hamlin. Oh. He tweeted about the playoffs today. NASCAR and Reddit posted a statistical comparison of Hamlin and Larson through 30 races. And it turns out it's like a four-point gap in the points right now. And someone replied to that uh, tweet. And Denny's not tagged in it. It's just Larson's tagged in it. So Denny saw it like red comments, seek this out. Quote tweeted it. Responded to a tweet that someone tweeted. Weird. 
Not weird. <laughs> Game seven moments are special for a reason. They don't happen all the time. Would have been fun to watch down the stretch. Absolutely. Like that battle between them down the stretch would have been awesome to watch. And instead, we're trying to manufacture game seven moments. Like, not, of course, there are probably previous seasons, the championships would have sucked. Like, it would have been boring and all. And I'm so torn on what I want with that specifically. I think I would prefer the 10 race chase again. And just if Larson and Hamlin emerge out of that as the two going back and forth throughout the playoffs, awesome. That prevents us from potentially having a regular season one that ends up being boring like F1 typically is. But I'm just imagining what F1 has right now if that was NASCAR or Daniel Larson. The, like, the drama just with that naturally. Like, every time Max and Lewis, like, are near each other on a track, it's like, whoa, what's going to happen? Big, like, big drama. That would be Larson and Denny. That would have been cool. Thoughts? Thoughts. I I agree with you on that. Um, I still feel like there are... I'd be cool with 10 races because I still feel like the, the playoffs are too long. And I, I like the round system. But at the same time, if you just did straight up 10 races, got rid of the stage points or playoff points, I guess, yeah. more of what I meant with that or not carry over as much but i say cut down the drivers to like no more than 12 because i get the whole like you win and you're in Mm -hmm. but that's still like having tyler reddick and like it wasn't austin dylan battling for the last cutoff spot it's like yeah okay even if they do get in do you think they have a chance at all but you start to get to like top 10 you're gonna have a guy that's maybe like and Alex Bowman or William Byron, maybe even a Ryan Blaney, if he didn't win all his races, that's kind of floats around there usually. Yeah. I still feel like it'd be like, hey, that could be a guy if they go on a run, they can maybe put something together. Yeah, but. let's put the elite guys in, make it competitive. I right. think that would help. Let's just go back to where it was in 2004 and 2005. The yeah. perfect years in NASCAR. Yes. 10 playoff field, 10 races, change the races up a bunch. I think that would be... But keep Homestead at the final oh, yes. years. That'd be the one constant. Yes. Uh, I think we should address something else regarding Denny Hamlin and Twitter. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, I tweeted last Wednesday night. Every day I see non-racing fans getting into F1 because of Drive to Survive on Netflix. Missed opportunity for at NASCAR to not produce a season-long behind-the-scenes docuseries to market the sport on a major platform. Not a new idea. People have said this. I say like every two months just, you know, put it across the waters. And I literally will tell you, I didn't care. I give a fuck about F1 at all until our roommate Tyler told me about the series started talking to me about it fine I was like fine I'll watch it and I was like I am so fat like it just made F1 so interesting like instead of watching two hours of a boring race it's like five minutes of a boring race and all this drama that happens within the sport I'm like oh my god like that my whole life didn't care about F1 see this series oh my god this is the best thing ever I cannot tell you how many people I see on social media that are our age young in sports big fans of other sports that are now diehard f1 fans because of this documentary and what it captures and tells about the sport and that's all i want nascar to have if something like that to capture the attention of young people like us who aren't into racing but are into the drama of sports and this is what this documentary does docuseries and that's what i desperately want nascar to do and i said that i tweeted that right yep you approved the tweet for one. I did, uh, yes, as your unofficial PR rep. Yes. I'm like, Ben, I'm thinking this again. Should I tweet it? You're like, fine. And then I was like, you know, 30 likes or whatever. Of course, it doesn't get that. A lot of people catch on to it. Denny Hamlin responds saying, it's not a missed opportunity. I believe it's been proposed, but no one is yet to pick it up except for USA Network. F1 is the international sport on an international platform, therefore a wider range of audience. Tune in January for your Netflix NASCAR behind-the-scenes fix. 
which I am very excited about the Bubba Wallace documentary. I did not mean to take anything away from that, but that is definitely not Drive to Survive. Yes, it'll be behind the scenes, but it's not going to be covering the whole sport, telling the story of the Las Vegas race in two minutes, making it interest, more interesting than it actually is, telling the drama, capturing the behind the scenes of that. That's what I want. I want the whole season told in this docu-series style. NASCAR did do a series last year, 2020, which I thought was fantastic. I loved watching that. I wasn't a fan of everything that happened last year. Like I didn't think it was the most dramatic NASCAR racing year ever. Of course, we're just lucky that they finished the whole year last year. But like it told us story of the season really well which was more from team's perspective versus media perspective but overall i enjoyed it i enjoyed it a lot and now i just want that done a little bit better on a big platform f1 is because of netflix like if f1 that was on hulu like hulu is still big i don't think it's nearly as big of an appeal because people go to netflix looking for shows to binge they hear about shows that are good they watch them which is exactly what i hope the Denny Bubba Wallace 2311 racing story becomes just a good story. People are watching and are interesting. Makes them want to be F1, not F1 fans, but it doesn't race in F1. No, not yet at least. They want to become 2311 fans. They want to follow this team. Like I think all teams should do content like that. And I hope that is how it comes out. I hope it's a good, that's good for the sport and then leads to more stuff. But the idea that it's become so big in America because of that series, and like, yeah, it's probably big around the world too, but the U.S. appeal is what's huge. Like, NASCAR had this appeal, this audience that F1's attracting 20 years ago with that fan base. But now F1 has done the brilliant marketing move of making a documentary series on Netflix to attract that same audience that doesn't is a casual sports fan, casual racing fan. And that is just what I hope NASCAR goes after because i think that is crucial to the future and the growth of the sport and it's been about 20 minutes of me talking about this so you have any thoughts on this benjamin go ahead grab a glass of water take a deep breath fuck him out of water you're out of water somebody get this man some water that's probably me that's gonna have to do that but yep. uh, i'll give my two cents you can take a breath uh i agree um as a guy that's been watching f1 for a very long time since he was a kid at least casually and then a little more uh seriously probably in the past like six or seven years I think it's been really interesting to see how much the reach of Netflix has. And I think we really uh, underappreciate that a lot of times because Netflix has so many good documentary series and docu-series. And I think um, just from the film stuff that I see, like docu-series and documentaries are like the thing right now. Mm -hmm. So anything people can get on Netflix and like that's what they want to see. And that's what what people will binge. That's what people our age do when they don't have nothing to do. They just that's. People say Netflix is a hobby, Jason. Do you say Netflix ain't this a hobby? Oh, well, here's the thing. Like, young people are on social media. And, of course, every single brand in America, every single sport's on social media. And it's, and they're, like, TikTok's a new thing for young people. Like, yes, be on TikTok. But that's not, gonna, like, social media is so hard to, like, capture someone's attention. If you post a clip of a huge wreck at Talladega this week, and it's, like, crazy looking, yeah, it'll get some attention. But I don't think that's going to make people tune into NASCAR next week. But telling the drama of the sport from a behind-the-scenes level and telling people about, like, what happens and explaining it to them, that's what's going to capture people's attention. And that's what you can do in a docuseries on Netflix. And teasing that Netflix is filming this. You see this on F1 all the time, like... Mm -hmm. Yuki Sonoda, there's been a couple times where he'll wreck it and everything. And like people are like, oh, and then they see the drive to, or the yeah. drive to five crew and they're like, oh, I can't wait to see that drive to five. Yeah. It's like they're still producing it and it's probably six months 
at most probably yeah. from even being on Netflix and people are like, man, I can't wait to watch that. Yeah. And people are like, oh, what are you talking about? Like yeah. just on that part of social media, it's like, wow. Yeah. Like, I have seen rumors that the first season was a huge like cost F1. They're like, we want to do this because we think it has power and we're going to put up the money for this. And I know that's a hard thing to say, but I think that's totally worth it for if like Netflix is going to ask for a bunch of money to do this. I think it's a worthy cost. Like, yeah, spend money and make money. I think a series like this does that. But here's the thing. I think people will get tired of a series like that if like F1's done it for years and golf PGA Tour is going to do it and it's like maybe it's going to become a trend and a lot of people will do it and it's hard to capture everyone's attention with it moving forward. But maybe like the thing about the USA Network one like and of course and that one's been canceled for the year um, according I think because of COVID. COVID. Yeah. Um, so like the USA Network's great and all, but like that's no one. When's the last time you went to USA Network to watch a show? Just I randomly? couldn't even tell you. I didn't even know USA Network was a channel. I thought they were a newspaper. Yeah, <laughs> basically USA Today, same thing. And so like you gotta put it on a platform that people get like Am or was it Amazon Prime, Hulu, Netflix? Those three I would think are like even put it on Peacock. The Chase documentaries on Peacock. We only watch it because it was on NBCSN one day. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a really good documentary, by the way. Um, like something like that on Netflix like yeah you're introducing Chase to a broader audience like go where your audience is not like go somewhere else go somewhere where you can capture new people's attention like yeah the current fans are going to seek it out and watch it but you're going you want it for new fans really um, so yeah there's our F1 drive through that's my explanation for my tweet very basic I just want the sport to be have that kind of reach with some kind of content and one day if I get to be in a position where I get to produce a show like that. Like, oh my God, I, that, I would freaking love to do that because telling, like capturing the sport and bring it to a wider audience is exactly what I love to do. I think on DVC, we, a lot of times, my favorite thing for the podcast we do at Dirty Mo is people tweet us or post or comment or leave a review and say, I'd stopped watching NASCAR, but I got back into it because of your podcast. Like producing content that makes people want to get in the sport, ultimate goal. So that's what I want to do. That's my ultimate goal. Well, um, let's do it. Let's make a call to Mike right now. Let's call him right now. Yeah, let's get it going. Get him on the phone. Get him on the pod. We'll um, get this thing started. One more topic I want to cover that I think will be a fun topic to cover. We watched Monday Night Football. Half yeah. football, half NASCAR this week. Yeah. I, I stayed up late and watched the whole thing. Did actually. you see the double bird? I did. I was really surprised. I was like refreshing Twitter and Instagram and be like, all right, when is this going to become a meme and hit? And five minutes, it was all over everywhere. Were you offended? No, not at all. I love it. Did you it. see that they made him apologize on air? Are you serious? Oh, He's like, I'm man. sorry for this. Apparently, Peyton was cracking up. But that, like, what ESPN has captured with this Peyton Manning, Eli Manning broadcast as a supplement to the real broadcast, like, first two weeks we both heard about it. We weren't watching it. We watched the main Monday Night Football broadcast. I'm like, you know what? I want to check it out this week. And one thing I told, um, I said today was, I can't, if you're like doing stuff and trying to pay attention to the game, you can't have it on because you're not really learning about the game, but you need to be like, be able to watch the game and hear what they're talking about and the content, the banter, like the, what they're talking about. It's just so fucking entertaining. I, I love that stuff. I and, love the banter. Sorry yeah. to interrupt, but I love the banter. And honestly, sometimes just watching a football game with like the stick they have the sound like kind of cranked down. You yeah. can kind of hear the crowd noises yeah. and like everything. I kind of just like watching a game without the commentators. Yeah. I, I I don't who was even in the ESPN booth I don't remember because we changed over and then that's what we watched like basically the, the yeah. whole game but that was just kind of nice having them and they'd kind of like 
throw in their, I don't know, it was more, I feel like Peyton kind of led the whole thing. Yeah, he's um, like definitely the older brother that's like yeah. leading the thing, and Eli's just like... Eli's just like, yeah, you know, he's making a two-step drop, he sees the receiver on the slant gap, yeah. and Peyton's like, yeah, you know, you, you just gotta, you know, and he break, yeah. I feel like he breaks it down a little bit better, but... Yeah, it's just different. It's not like professional broadcasting, it's different, and I think NASCAR should do that. I know they have, NBC has done a alternative broadcast on maybe NBCSN during a Homestead race or two a few years, and I don't remember much about it. Maybe it was like Kyle Petty and Dale Jarrett. Like, yeah, I think it might have been. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Maybe. Uh, oh, Lee Diffie too. I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lee Diffie. I think was in it just to and be maybe kind of the lead. It was like championship four specific. I don't know. I don't remember what it was. It might. Yeah, you know what? I think it had their in car cameras on yeah. that. I think oh, yeah, in yeah. the overlays. If that sounds familiar. Maybe we're just making stuff up. Who uh, knows? We make a lot of stuff up. Yeah. So. If they didn't do this, they should do this. Yes. So we're giving them ideas. NBC's version was cool and all, but like what ESPN's doing, they're doing like the, you know the professional normal broadcast and then a fun broadcast with the like guest and interaction and entertainment. NASCAR needs that. So I'm gonna ask you a question. I thought about okay. this today. All right. I, you haven't thought about this, so okay. um, it's gonna be on the spot. If you were gonna pick two or three NASCAR personalities to have do that right now this week at Talladega, doesn't I don't care broadcast affiliation you're pick two people right now to do something like that who are you picking and why so it has to be obviously people that aren't in the field so retired people yeah it could be anybody non-drivers um people i think aren't working currently i think you have to put dale in there because anything dale does yep. he's gonna do um i think my initial reaction would be dale and larry mack but at the same time i'd like to s- I'd like to have... I think Boyer and Dale could also be an interesting... All right, we're getting somewhere. Uh, that could be an interesting dynamic. Um, I mean, I'd love to see Carl Edwards on there, but he's currently farming in Kansas and I think about him all the time. I think about like, him all the time, Carl too. Right now, I miss him so much. I think he would have been a major player in the last oh, five Hunter, years Oh, Hunter. He probably would be... He'd be one of the best right now. He would probably be what Kevin is, but better, I think, honestly. Yeah. He was so good when, I mean... That's then everyone retired, rebel, and he was going to rise. Yeah. I think about Carl Edwards all the time. Yeah, if you're listening, Carl, send me a tweet. Let me know you're doing Carl, okay. how are you? Can I come over? Let me cook you a meal and see how you're doing. Yeah, we, oh, should, we'll, we just want to chat. We, I'll grill you some steak or something. We'll make it good. All right, you said Clint Boyer. He is number one on my list. Yes. And I think the broadcast has to be entertaining to get people to watch. Yes, Dale and Larry Mack are good, but I would rather have them on a normal broadcast doing their thing. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, but that. Clint, I think, yeah, he's good on normal broadcast, but let's put some you know real guys on like real professional broadcasters normally broadcasting. Let's put Clint Boyer and Brett Griffin on a broadcast oh together. Oh, my gosh. Drinking, yes. fun, entertainment. Yes. Unfiltered commentary. Yes. It may get canceled after the first date. That's all right. You know what? But I think it'll go, it'll be a hoot. Well, is there going to be fireball though involved? Of course, they're better. You got to be drinking. That's my thing. I said a few weeks ago on the show, we need like a mid-race like drinking report from someone that some you know interesting person that's been really hitting alcohol heavy during the race and has some commentary to add about what's going on. Well, make it fun. NASCAR is fun. Let's be fun. You saw Peyton's Red Soul Cup. What was in the cup, Peyton? I'm surprised nobody tweeted that. That wasn't a tweet that they featured on the broadcast. Yes, they only feature um, part of my take, guys. That's. It's very interesting. I wonder if ESPN knows what they're doing, but uh, our, as fans, a part of my take, I think that would be a, uh, would be awesome. That'd be so funny for that collaboration, yes. that collab, epic proportions. Absolutely. All right, that's enough talking for this evening. How do you feel about after your first show? I'm exhausted. Yeah. Yes. Good. This is a lot. All right. 
Um, ben is a college student. He's doing some cool content stuff. Follow him on Twitter. Check it out. Where can they follow you? It's Ben Walton, my name, backwards with an underscore. It's Neb Notla. All right. Really creative. Cool. Thank you. He's going to Illinois this week. Probably be posting some yes. stuff about being in Illinois. Will be, absolutely. Urban Champagne. Wow. Fun. I think that's how you pronounce it. You can follow me at Hey Jason Schultz. I'll try not to make anyone mad on Twitter this week, but I want good content. So tough one. What are we going to talk about in the pod if I don't tweet anything controversial? Well, and his PR rep isn't going to be there in person to snap That's his phone point. away, so good luck. So if I drunk tweet on Saturday, you'll know why. Yep, not my fault. All right. Let's shake it out. We're there. See everybody next week.